Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 60 of Jake's World, presented by the Nuance Magazine. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Another weird episode for me today, um, as I'm going to be talking about some things that I really have no interest in whatsoever that's at the end of the show it's it's really one topic but um um yeah kind of an assortment of things to cover kind of like usual i mean the sports kind of calming down a little bit i don't pay attention to the nba all that much um it was all-star weekend things were a little slow Uh, march madness is ramping up all my bets sucked yesterday and uh NHL is, you know, just in the regular season grind. So, sports world's been kind of quiet. Um, NHL did um, partner up with ESPN. I believe they signed a seven-year contract with ESPN, just like it was in the good old days before they switched to NBC. Um, NBC Sports Net, or I think that's what it is, NBC Sports Net, or whatever that channel, NBCSN, yeah. Um, their contract ended, and I believe NBC is getting rid of that altogether. So, hockey has a new home, and I'm really glad it happened. So, it's not that I didn't like NBC, SN, but hockey's gonna get airtime now. I love hockey, and I only have a couple of friends who are really into it. Like, I watch it every night pretty much I love ice hockey I love the Blackhawks who are really fucking good by the way Patrick Kane thousandth game let's go so sick anyways um I'm so glad it's gonna be like mainstream and you know the NHL isn't gonna be like the whipping boy of the four major sports anymore hopefully um it should get airtime because um, I think hockey players are definitely a unique breed, but they are amongst the elite athletes in the world. They really are. They're doing all that on ice skates. They're essentially playing. It's like a think about it. Hockey is a hybrid, visually, of soccer and football the elements of hitting in it and the way the game of soccer was played right of course there's a ton of differences like nuances and you know formations and things like that i can't speak to the x's and o's of hockey because i've never played it but i love watching it guys in soccer play the whole game hockey does line changes they do 40 30 45 second or a minute shifts whatever right that's not really important but It doesn't get love because it's not on a major sports network, and it's finally back. I think it was like 10 years ago that, oh, is it more than that? I remember those goofy commercials they did, and I was a little kid. It might have been like 15 years ago that uh, the NHL left ESPN, and they don't talk about it very much anymore. You'll see an occasional breakdown, like in the playoffs. I mean, it's big during the Stanley Cup runs. Um, They'll do top plays. I think a couple weeks ago, I remember uh, Alex DeBrinkett had a overtime 
uh, game-winning goal. Kane took a shot, uh, bounced or to bring it like, or the goalie deflected it, went up right to Alex to bring it. He kind of, you know, just hit it in out of midair. That was kind of cool. Those are the only things you see on ESPN when it comes to hockey, and hope, and that's going to take place for next season. So that's going to change. I'll be able to watch games on ESPN Plus. I won't have to stream them illegally, which is awesome. So pumped for that. But uh, I mean, aside from the big trade and the big signing, um, that was really about it. Uh, Blake Griffin. Well, it wasn't a trade. Excuse me. It was uh, release and sign. Blake Griffin signed with the New York Nets. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Starting lineup for the New York Nets. Or Brooklyn. I keep saying New York. I don't know why I was saying New York. Brooklyn Nets. James Harden. Or Kyrie Irving. James Harden. Kevin Durant. Blake Griffin. And DeAndre Jordan. I think those are the five guys who would start. If they don't win the NBA Finals this year, they shouldn't be in the NBA. <laughs> like, how do you not win with that lineup? How do you not win with that lineup? Right? I just, I can't see how they don't win. I just don't see it. And honestly, that's all I can really say about it because um, I don't watch it. <laughs> it's hard to have a intelligent opinion on anything anymore or on things you don't watch. I do know that uh, Kevin Durant had some COVID protocol problems or injuries. I think he's had some various things going on. And uh, James Harden joined a party a little late after he was traded mid-season and uh Kyrie Irving's done his little hiatus yeah I'm not even he's I think he's back playing now but like it's they have the best core in basketball by far and like they all have not played a ton together yet which is pretty bizarre but either way with two of them with Irving and Harden they have been pretty pretty good I I don't know if they're in top the Eastern Conference, but they're definitely up there. Um, it's really strange because uh, I think last year, at some point, there was like the Nets, the the Knicks, and two other teams. I don't remember off the top of my head. This graphic's a couple weeks old, but at one point they were like in the bottom of the east and now they're at like the top of the east like the knicks are playing pretty well which is very bizarre because they shouldn't be good whatsoever julius randall's having a good season but yeah i mean i didn't watch any of the nba festivities i know they do a really good job of promoting their all-star stuff like uh the skills challenge they do is pretty cool i kind of like how they do that um the dunk contest is always a joke never watch that i mean they have four guys who always do it, and they're super athletic, of course. And are they extremely good basketball players, you know, all around? No, not really. But I don't know. They discourage guys from doing it, the guys that, like, should do it. 
and, and I don't know, it's a joke. And then, I mean, the three-point contest is cool. I mean, they just shoot three-pointers. And, you know, the guys, the players get into it, which is good. And then the all-star game, I just, it's not meant to be a, you know, competitive game. And that makes sense. You don't want guys to get hurt. And then I, the thing that's so weird about it is most of the players didn't even want to do it. Right. I mean, LeBron was pretty vocal about not playing. And, uh, I mean, I don't really blame him this year. I mean, not really sure with, you know, unneeded playing. Do we really need to do that right now? I don't know. I, I, it, the NBA, it's just, it was never my thing. I never got into it. But, uh, yeah, the Nets should win. I mean, I don't see them losing to anybody, especially in a seven-game series. I mean, you have probably the second best player in the world. So you could argue first best player in the world, but uh, I mean, I'd still give that to LeBron, but Kevin Durant, you have probably the best pure scorer in the league in James Harden. Probably the best point guard in the league in Kyrie Irving. And Blake Griffin, who's kind of redefined his career in the way he plays I mean, 10, 12 seasons ago when he first came into the league, I mean, he was a guy who was in the dunk contest, jumped over the Kia, or the hood of the Kia, I should say. Um, he was a super athletic, you know, pink guy. And it's the same thing with uh, DeAndre Jordan, right? they not very skilled, um, a lot of dunks, rim protector on defense. Sort of. I mean, they don't really do that anymore. But, uh, I mean, they were just always back to the basket, no post moves, though. I mean, they just, they were athletic players, right? And, uh, Blake Griffin's kind of reinventing his game, right? I mean, he's more of a stretch four now. <clears throat> he's not built like one, but that's kind of the way he plays. He plays a little bit outside. He's kind of adapting to the modern NBA. And I just don't see how anybody can beat them down the stretch I mean we did say that about the Clippers last season I mean having one of the most efficient offenses in the league and the best team defense in the league or if not the best I mean top three top four defense but I mean I'll pay attention to playoffs of course but I don't see how anybody can knock them off in a seven game series it's just <coughs> um, their depth might be an issue but I mean I feel like everybody's got a depth issue sometimes. It, it is what it is. Those guys will be logging tons of minutes. And, I mean, it's win now for them, clearly. I mean, you can't pay all those guys long term. And they gave up a lot of picks, too. So, I mean, they've got a year or two to do it, depending on how long everybody stays. So, um, The other big news with uh, um, the NFL... Oh, there are a couple of things. I know, I think it was Kyle Long came out of retirement. He's playing for the Bears. Um, it was a good move by the Bears. I mean, I think he was an O-lineman or a D-lineman. Don't remember which, though. That's kind of bad. I watch a lot of football. But um, he's he's playing. That's a good move by Ryan Pace in Chicago office. Um, still don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. 
where those trades are going to fall. But um, the big news is, I think it was yesterday, Dak Prescott signed a huge, huge ticket. <clears throat> I think it was it was either four million, four years, uh, one hundred sixty million, or four years, one hundred seventy-five million, somewhere in that range. But the kicker is one hundred and twenty million dollars guaranteed. Seventy-five of which is like the first year. That's huge for him. Huge for him because he got franchise tag last year and that gruesome injury. And it sounds like he's gonna they're going sticking with him, which they should. He's a pretty damn good quarterback. I mean, I think a lot of those numbers are inflated because of the usage he has. And I mean, I think that's a good contract by Jerry Jones too, because I mean, Dak's proven he's definitely capable. Um, the contract he gave to Ezekiel Elliott was not very good, seen as Wayne Gallman, not Wayne Gallman, uh, I think it's like TJ Pollard, I think his name was, something like that. Um, he was getting the main reps out of the backfield at the end of the season with Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci, which, so you gotta stick with Dak, but that guy was worth it, I mean, would this contract have shaped out this way had he not gotten hurt? I don't know. And that's kind of what I was left thinking about it, too. Like, um, this guy has been very vocal about wanting to get paid, and he felt he was worthy of that big paycheck for at least a season now. I think it happened the year before, too, where they were kind of negotiating his contract and not really getting anywhere with it, and they placed a tag on him this year. But, um... He kind of has a chance to get another big paycheck, too. Because, I mean, he's young, mid-20s. It's only a four-year deal. He didn't sign a 10-year deal like Patrick Mahomes. But he's getting paid. Is that kind of making up for, you know, the last couple of seasons and the organization feeling a little guilty about kind of how things played out? Perhaps. It's not going to change my mind, though. He's worthy of it. I think he's earned it. I mean, the guy had, like, 1,600 yards through fucking three game, four games, which was well on pace to break records. I mean, that pace is, like, 6,400 yards in the season. That would break the record by, like, 1,000 yards or more. So, I mean, good for, good for Dak. I mean, are the Cowboys still going to be really bad? Oh, God, yeah. They're a few years out. But... They can get back to the, their philosophy appeared to be in the beginning of the season. Just score more points than the other team. They get points, be damn whatever. We're just going to outscore you. And, I mean, first couple games they did that. We'll just see how that plays out. But um, that's pretty much it for the sports talk. I mean, it was pretty, pretty slow week with, with some uh, the, with the sports stuff. So not going to beat a dead horse and find a shit ton of things to talk about so um way she goes i guess um okay the big one uh congress passed the last expected stimulus package 1.9 trillion dollars um it was kind of weird what played out at the end of last week involving the stimulus uh proceedings uh, Ron Johnson's Wisconsin senator, he insisted that they read the 628, 48-page document, the entire bill, 
and um, feel bad for the person who had to read that because I think they read it overnight and nobody was in there. And um, before I, you know, just read the, well, let's just do it this way. Um, House passed their bill, went to the Senate, they revised it a little bit, they got rid of some of the more progressive things in there that uh, Democratic Party ran on, so they kind of compromised and, you know, got rid of the things that would not get at least party-line approval. Um, Vice President Harris stepped in, passed the bill, and that version of the bill had to go back to the House to get passed. It passed today, and then it should be on President Biden's desk by Friday and sign into law. It's a $1,400 stimmy, free money, bump the market, stocks only go up. Those We should be getting those by the end of the month. Okay. Now, I did find it... Um, I did. I was left with a few thoughts about the way um, Senator Johnson conducted himself last week. I don't know if I talked about this already. If I did, I apologize. I'm going to say it again. But um, he was taking a lot of heat for um, demanding that we or they read the bill. Now, was this a stalling? method or uh, a means oh, a way of doing a filibuster perhaps I mean Democrats want to abolish the filibuster but I think it's I don't know I don't really know how to feel about it I don't really care to have an opinion on it whatever but um the thing that stood out to me is the like Bernie Sanders' response to it and a couple other of the Democratic senators and people online who responded, oh, we don't have time for this. Um, that's their job. That's their job. They pass these bills with hundreds and hundreds of pages that they're called earmarks. You start with a bill. Somebody drafts probably what was the stimulus check and uh, this probably wasn't how it played out because this was a an agenda they ran on getting this package passed right so this is probably a bad example of describing this but I'll do it anyways so let's just say they took the $1,400 stimulus check they wanted to approve for spending starts there and then something gets added to it and gets on somebody else's desk Something gets added to it, then something else gets added to it, and something else gets added to it, and something else gets added to it, and all of a sudden you're sending billions of dollars other places. $1.9 trillion is a lot of money not going to COVID whatsoever. There's some graphics out there that said, oh, 9% of this was directly related to COVID, and the other 91% was a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Could that be the case? Um, I don't know if the numbers are that extreme. Just because, I mean, it's not just stimulus money that's being passed out. The 9%, that's what the math is. And there are provisions in there talking about um, unemployment insurance extension and uh, weekly payout for that. Um, there are a few other things in there like uh, school funding and uh, budgetary things for on the state and federal level. Whatever. 
but money does go overseas. Now, do I think it's 91% to 9%? No, but it's certainly not 100% all for COVID. I, I, I don't think that's a stretch to make a generalization or an assumption about that. But my point is, you're passing these things into law. The people should know what's in them. They're called earmarks, and that's a very common practice. As it gets to somebody else's desk, they add something. It gets kind of flies under the radar, and then all of a sudden you have some wonky-ass law that wasn't intended to be passed. actually gets passed. And it happens all the time. And people should know about that. I don't think Senator Johnson's intentions were to inform the American public about that, but that's kind of what the consequence was to me, and I think that's how it should be. Do Should they read do that every time? No, but they should have an idea what's in the bills they pass. I mean, it is their job that you pay them a six-figure salary to do, they should probably do their job because, I mean, they're never there. They're always at recess, it seems like. And then, I don't know. And then it's like, it's funny because some people abstain from voting or they're not present or they have somebody vote for them. It's like, dude, you're a senator or you're a congressperson. Do your job. Just show up. If you don't show up, you don't get paid. You get fired. They don't get fired. They do what they want. It's such a joke, but... That's my biggest takeaway from that. It's like they should be doing those things anyways. They should be reading these things, not just slapsticking it together and getting it out there. But um, it's good he delivered on his promise. Sort of. <laughs> I say sort of because that's probably the only thing he's going to actually deliver on his promise, but that's neither here nor there. Um, this one, this one I'm going to wrap the show up with. This is royal family stuff. Um, Prince Harry and, uh, Meghan, is she a princess? I'm not even, this is why I shouldn't even be talking about this, because I do not have a well, um, a well thought out opinion on this besides the fact that it's a joke but um Meghan Markle that's her name um they got in the public eye again just much like the royal family always is it's just tabloid garbage yeah whatever but I'll tell the story and then do the mini rant so Prince Harry and um his wife Meghan did an interview with Oprah Winfrey after they left the family, I guess. Is that how you'd say it? I I need somebody else coaching me through this because I don't fucking know. I could not care less for the most part. But they exposed something pretty significant, I guess, within the royal family. Um, Megan is of mixed descent, and... Being a European monarch formerly, in which they are all white, um, you would not be surprised to know that the royal family was concerned about the appearance of Meghan and 
Harry's child. And this kind of, this was talked about during their interview with Oprah. And the internet was kind of on fire yesterday and the day before. Um, first of all, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to play like devil's advocate here. People who are in a storm or, you know, in a tiffle about it. Are you really surprised <laughs> that the f- figure, <laughs> I can't even talk, the figureheads of what once once was, still is, the British Empire. The sun never set in the British Empire. Their reach is far and wide still. 500 years of the British Empire. Kings and queens for hundreds of years. You don't think they are concerned about race? They're the fuckers who started the whole damn thing. All these problems, they originated in Europe. And you are taken aback that this kind of opinion would come up. You gave Queen Elizabeth the benefit of the doubt. Come on. And two. Royal family. What were you expecting? The prince's wife is mixed descent. There's a chance. (laughs) There's a chance. That the baby... It's not white. <laughs> well, like, I'm not trying to be insensitive. If I'm saying things incorrectly, I apologize. But, like, what do you expect? What do you expect? <sighs> and I, I don't know. It's kind of been like a mudslinging thing. Like, the crown denies it. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, these... These accusations are grossly inappropriate and untrue. And it's like... Why? To me, the royal family has this... It's it's tabloids and stuff. It's tabloid garbage. It's like the Kardashians. They're rich and famous because they're rich and famous. And, like, there's really no reason for them to be, right? They're relevant because they're entertaining. It's just like... I mean, at least with Princess Diana, she was a very likable person. And the way that she died was tragic and very avoidable. Because, you know, the paparazzi and the car accident, all that shit, right? But why are they relevant? Like, the royal family doesn't do anything. They live in Buckingham Palace and they don't do anything. They're not involved in the government anymore. Their royalty because of something that their grandfathers and grandfathers before them. And then there's King George. And it's just you are a member of the House of Hanover. And now you are famous. You don't do anything. (laughs) Like I just don't understand. Why people get so caught up in this. And now I'm caught up in this. Talking about it on a podcast that. Nobody listens to. And I'm wasting my time. It's so fucking stupid. I don't get it. 
It will never make sense to me why they are relevant. <laughs> I just, I'm so lost talking about this. I feel like sh- such a sh- fucking schmuck right now. Oh my god, it's so, <clears throat> it's so stupid. People are so bored. Oh my god, like, get a life. Oh my god. Oh man, okay, that wraps up today's show. I try to keep it short, sweet best I could because there wasn't really much to talk about and now I'm talking about Harry and zombie Philip and Queen Elizabeth Jesus Lord okay you can follow me on Twitter Instagram and Snapchat at Jake Sawinski 8 at J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8 <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. rate review subscribe and uh, have a good week guys peace